0: Welcome to Bike and Sale.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Uh, I, feel, I feel welcome. I think that's how I would like to be greeted every day. Just with some guy coughing in your direction. <laughs> welcome to Yeah, I, but you know, as long as the point was across. I think that was a proper amount of energy that we need for this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we're all a little like overcast uh, right but, now. Though well, the weather is. But I have an excuse. What's your excuse? I'm sad that you're feeling under the weather. I am under the weather. But bake
1: and sell must go on. We're just sad with you, Joel. I'm trying to figure out if I can assign that opening to something. I can't. Like as in a pop culture reference? Yeah, yeah. Well, you
2: probably could. It was kind of an epic rap battles of history thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, there (laughs) it is. (laughs) Rap battles of history.
0: Oh, yeah. So there's nothing we do is original. No. Well, there's no (laughs) such thing as original thought. That's very true. It's just said differently. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, this is Bacon Cell.
1: Welcome, everybody. I am Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. All right, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about TV show conversions to the movies. We're going to give... What? <laughs> it just sounded so proper. The TV Jake show is, is proper. I mean, I don't know if you've, you've listened oh, to the show, Joel. i supposed but to be proper. I have to balance you guys out. Jake is, is always proper. Is You're
2: saying we're improper? That's exactly are what I'm saying. saying we're, are you saying we're improper, Poo Poo Head? <laughs> hey, family friendly. <laughs> That's right.
0: Joel. Well, you can say poo-poo head and I can't say turd?
2: Yes. <laughs> These are the rules I'm dictating while under medication. <laughs> yeah, This could be a
1: good show. It could be. <laughs> we'll find out. I should have given you more medicine just to make so, sure. So, Jake, yes. if you will continue with your proper introduction... Continuing the proper introduction, I would like to go ahead and say that we will be talking about TV shows that have been converted into movies. Two. That. What do you have to have get so done. breathy? I'm oh. trying to do the proper thing. Just stay with it. I'm pretty all sure right, right. <laughs> it's, it's not proper. <laughs> it wasn't that breathy. It's more like two, one, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, two. <laughs> Jake's obviously very impatient with this right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two that have been converted successfully to the movies, two that have been total failures. And then I want to hear a pitch. What needs to be converted? So I really hate to do this um, because
0: this show is kind of based off a recent movie. And Joel and I often have these conversations where it's like, hey, this is coming out in the theaters this week. Oh, yeah, that probably sucks. But what does it well? Well, I saw Entourage. This past week, and you're a big fan of the show too. Huge fan,
1: endless fan.
2: You've seen how many episodes have you seen? Uh, Approximately a quarter of one show. And what did you think of that quarter of the one episode of of Entourage? I stabbed one eye out. That would explain the. This this eye is actually. I thought you were just going for a Nick Fury look. Yeah, no. Well, I do love Marvel, as we all know. As we all know. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, because of that, because of the Entourage movie being turned into, uh, because of the Entourage television show becoming a movie. A decade after it was relevant? Uh, was it ever relevant? I don't know. People talked about it. I heard I heard mention of it on the HBO News it, it website. It lasted like six
0: or seven seasons, which that is, long? yeah, for HBO is pretty great, hmm. but it's just a real tacky show. It's Sex in the City for guys. Okay. Rich guys
2: that are... Rich one percenters who don't have any grasp on reality? Yes. Okay, so yeah, it's, not, so it's big, not for me is what you're big saying. Big audience. Okay. Clearly. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> So,
0: you know, the movie's terrible, and I thought... But we started talking about why. Yeah. Why this show? Of all the shows out there... I mean, we could even go, like, HBO shows that could be movies, or any TV show that could be movies, and then kind of what have they tried before and what didn't work, Yep. Yeah. So, basically. as Jake mentioned, we'll be talking about the best conversions. Is that what you called
2: them? The best TV shows that became movies? You call them
0: Conversions.
2: <laughs> The worst TV it shows was that became so much movies, when I said it. and it then was. Kent and I will pitch ideas for conversions
0: to movies. Are we doing two pitches or two, just one? Two best, two worst, two pitches. Oh, okay. I only did one. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, I only said
1: <laughs> one pitch, but yeah, if we have two, then that's I,
0: I got two. All right, let's we'll start with you, Joel. Uh, which which category are we going with here? Uh,
1: well, we'll start with worst.
2: Okay, so one worst conversion as we're calling them this is the second place worst right that well okay yeah we'll start with, we'll start with the this second is place confusing <laughs> yeah, this is well because they're not in any real order but i'll just i'll go with this one so the one of the worst tv shows and i would like to preface this by saying that i based this off of the height that it fell from being that if it was already a cruddy oh, show okay and then you make a cruddy movie out of it that's not that bad and so i wanted to more talk about Movie, or TV shows that were good, and when they made the movie, it was kind of awful. And so I went with the Rocky and Bullwinkle show, which became a movie called The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Wasn't Robert De Niro in that movie? Robert De Niro, Jason Alexander, Rene Russo. Like, this wasn't some, you know, oh, yeah. slum actor movie. These are, these are name actors, and yet they made this movie that was part live action, part CGI, and all crap. <laughs> was... Jason Alexander Boris, yeah, he was he was uh. the Russian Boris in Musan's Coral and that all that stuff. And Rene Russo was Natasha, and uh, Robert De Niro was fearless, fearless leader. And it really, <laughs> which just... actually I can appreciate. I mean, De Niro playing a this, character
0: named Fearless Leader,
2: but this to me seemed like the beginning of the end for De Niro. And I went, "Wow, he used to be such a good actor. What is he doing with in this movie?"
0: that really bugged me that he did this and i really think after that he just started dropping off altogether because he did all the meet
2: the parents movies yeah i'm actually looking up right now to see if this was the beginning of the end for him because this was 2000 okay
1: have you seen that joel McHale bit about impersonating de niro's agent what no it's on the when he did the presidential dinner or whatever i don't know what it's called Hmm. but yeah he went on and did that and, and he was like a lot of people like to impersonate robert de niro me I'm going to impersonate his agent. And then he just answers the phone and goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true because, I mean, you think of Robert De Niro. Back in the 70s, he was pretty important.
2: He is probably considered one of the best actors of all time. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking here at, at his movies, and they are all pretty straightforward. And the ones we know and love until, <laughs> I mean, it's like, just to give you an idea, mm-hmm. uh, just a couple here. 1995 was Casino, so still some important movie there. Uh, 1995, The Heat. The Heat. It's just Heat.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not the Melissa McCarthy Center. You get to 90, yeah,
2: 1998, Ronan, 1999, Analyze This, 2000, The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, and then it's Meet the Parents that same year, okay.
0: and then it just goes downhill from there. We I mean, got, just got old and wanted to play a little. Can we get some of the lowest points in his, his career?
2: Well, I think I think Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers are two of those that are just kind of like, oh, god. Although on. Meet the Parents was huge.
0: Yeah,
1: that was a big movie. Even though
2: he, it was a definite drop. It just seems like he's slimming at this point. And I, I just, this movie,
0: I like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like, I, I as a kid, I watched that all the time when it was on TV. But did you like it when you watched it? Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, this is like third-rate cartoons. Because <laughs> for me, there was always like the Disney cartoons, which were at the top. Yeah. Then right underneath, there were Looney Tunes yes. or Merry Melodies. Mm-hmm. And then there was Rocky and Bullwinkle and Underdog and Mighty Mouse and all those other cruddy ones <laughs> somewhere down there. But they were fun. I mean, it was, it it was not really fun. They, they were, were like
2: the cartoons I would turn off. Like, they weren't the boring ones I would turn off. But it's because you were a kid and
0: it's a cartoon. Exactly. you like, consumable. I'm not going outside. <laughs> It's it's so sunny out there. Oh, let, me so just, yes. let me just watch these boring pastel Canadian cartoons.
2: But if you think about it, like Rocky and Bullwinkle, they're iconic. Like everyone, they are. Everyone knows Rocky and Bullwinkle. Even <laughs> Uncle Joey on Full House knows Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle. Yeah, because he's Canadian. <laughs> but I just feel like it was a classic cartoon that did not need a remake, and they turned it into something awful, and they made it less relevant. It, it,
0: it was a strange time, because didn't they do Dudley do Right? About the same year. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. And, you know, Brendan Fraser was kind of a big thing in that four-year period. <laughs> just weird to hear the words. He's doing... It's just weird to hear the words Brendan Fraser and big thing in the sentence <laughs> yeah. that's not in the 90s. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like an extension of the 90s, let's be honest. Oh, well, you you're know,
2: right. Yeah, Dudley Do Right, 1999. He had George of the Jungle, which was a adaptation. And I do like George of the Jungle.
0: You do? I do.
2: It's pretty silly. I, li- I like the movie more than I like the cartoon.
0: Yeah, it is. But well, there is no cartoon. I think it's only a song. No, it's a cartoon. Is it? Yeah, it's it's a real cartoon. Well, you would know because you watched George, these like fourth, George, tier. George George of
2: the Jungle. I was, I was a child of television, and so it, I was consuming almost everything I could find. Although I will say that George of the Jungle knowledge is mostly
0: based off Weird Al Yankovic's cover of the original theme song. Yeah. So thank you, Weird Al. <laughs> like most songs, really. Like <laughs> most songs. All right, Kent, let's hear yours. My second—see, I went a little different route than Joel. I didn't actually watch this original show because it was on in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And even though I've seen a lot of shows from back then, I never saw this one, and I don't know why— but it's Wild Wild West. Oh, Wild Wild West! Uh, the, the, the movie that Will Smith did instead of The Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> nice choice. Well, it's a bit strange because uh, Will Smith he he had this formula which worked out for him so well, and basically it was like alien or catastrophe, you know, threatening the world, mm-hmm. and, and he had to play this comic hero, and it was basically like seven points he would hit on, and that's why he did. Independence. Welcome Day, to Earth. Welcome to Earth. He had to do Men in Black, and it just worked out for him. He became the biggest star on the planet. When fighting aliens. Yes. and In summer blockbusters. And, and didn't he didn't want to fight computers is what it came down to. He, he knew they were family-friendly, and he was going to do these movies, although Enemy of the State was rated R, and he did that yeah. one, which was, I don't know. And no aliens there. A strange choice, but still, you know. Yeah. Uh, then he does this movie, which, as Joel has described, is he did instead of Matrix. Yep. And I think it fit all the criteria, but I don't think he read the script. But yeah. uh, that's my question is, uh, why do you, can't think that Wild Wild West failed so much? Where where was the issue? I think it was a conglomeration of eight other movies. Um, yeah. There's a lot of history here, but the guy who was supposed to write the Superman Returns movie with Nicolas Cage. Right. And Kevin Smith tells a great story about this. He moved on to this after the Superman Returns project fell apart mm-hmm. because he wanted to add a giant spider in a summer movie. A that, giant that was tarantula. His, that was his requirement? It was his requirement. <laughs> do you have any movies with giant spiders in them? It? Is that already taken?
2: We're not <laughs> yeah. doing It? Okay, then well, let's do it. Is do. it
0: a giant robot spider? Because I need that. Oh, John, no, no, you're right. The, the Stephen so, King's It. It's just a, it was this great idea of, like, great, This the finale of this movie will be a giant tarantula. And people are going to love it because special effects aren't that great yet, but they'll still like it. But let me ask you a question here. Hmm. Will Smith. Yes. As an actor. Back Super then. charismatic. Like him? Everyone liked him. Kevin Klein, do you like
2: him? Yes. Kenneth Branagh, do you like him? Yes. Selma Hayek, do you like her? Yes. <laughs>
0: do you like how it got deeper every time? <laughs> yes. But what? how could it go wrong? You're right. How could it go wrong? Well, Kenneth Branagh, great actor. And he was, at this time, directing Shakespearean adaptations like crazy. Right. And then all of a sudden he puts on the southern drawl, which is A, ra- awful. a racist southern yes.
2: half-person. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the half person thing. <laughs> I don't understand how that's medically possible. But and, and I know you know, for example, Selma Hayek. She, you put a corset on her, and no one's going to complain. This it just oh, yeah. I will say this was the movie
2: that made me realize that San, that Selma Hayek may not be that good of an actress. Yeah, I watched it and I went, okay, she's really not. I, I can't even remember the line exactly, but I remember listening to her and going, wow, she delivered that terribly. And then the whole movie, I couldn't take her seriously. Also. I will say this was the movie that introduced me to the scientific fact that when people die, the last image is burned on their retinas and you can project it on a wall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. That's terrible. This is eight other movies. They were saying, okay, we need a buddy comedy set right after the Civil War for some reason. Check, and check. So there needs to be that drama. So it's kind of a Western, but it's also in the future because we have a robotic spider and we're going to add inject so much comedy that doesn't fit. But we did get a really cool theme song out of it. <laughs> with a pop theme
2: song. With the Wild Wild West. Because it worked so well with Men in Black, they tried to do it again. Didn't Cisco
0: contribute to that song as well? I don't know. I think he did. Yeah. Fact checker. We have a couple fact checkers on Facebook, by the way. Do we? Yeah. When oh. you and I post things. And also go to... By the way, this would be a good time to mention Twitter. Uh, at Bacon Sale. Yep. We uh, are there. Let us know if we're wrong. Because we like to spout facts, <laughs> and sometimes they're not facts. It's the problem with improv,
2: what? is you shoot out facts, but you don't check them, because they just have to come out of your mouth. Yeah. So. So.
0: <laughs> but Wild Wild West was a TV show, and it was, it was a, a successful TV, TV yeah. show, and it had the sci-fi angle to it. And it should have worked. But what they did is, like, Kevin Klein's character, for example, they try to make him somehow like a British comedy import. You know, dress as a woman, and that will be funny. <laughs> you know, let's have an awkward experience with the, the the massaging or whatever's going on in that one scene—it's it, not. It did
2: make me laugh though when Will Smith thought the other guy was uh, Kevin Klein a okay. woman mm-hmm. and uh, does a little Morse code. Um, so that, you're a fan? No. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> sounds not like you're a, You're here. You are saying here are all these great actors. I'm saying this. Uh, that's what. That's what was so befuddling to me. And yes, I use that word befuddling. Yes. About the movie was it shouldn't have gone wrong, and yet it was terrible. Yeah. I. I I can't think of the last time I saw it, but I, I kind of watched it more than once. I kind of watched well,
0: it. Well, and I think it was made for children as well, but I would never show my no. kids this movie. No. Because I mean, there's a lot of inappropriate humor as well. Yeah. But the way the action goes is kind of meant to surprise and fascinate kids because we've seen it all before. Mm. Well, wasn't
1: the opening, I remember I was like, I need to watch this again. I remember it was terrible, but I can't remember why, which is the same thing we're talking about here. Yeah. And I watched the opening again, and it was pretty violent. Okay, It was like somebody threw like I don't even remember. There's metal that sphere metal or something. Star oh, yeah. Yeah. chops off his head. Yeah, he's being chased to the head. forest. Right, right. Well, everything. and that's kind of Barry Sonnenfeld,
0: the the director's mo. You know, he did Men in Black, so he'll put a little bit of dark humor in there, which is fine, which is fine. But it was definitely not a great reunion for Will Smith and Sonnenfeld. No. Um, no. and just a little bit of information on this: it got 17 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, it cost 170 million dollars to make. Wow, what a wash! It's more than I make in a month. <laughs> a little bit. And so, and domestically, it made 113 million, which is low for this movie. Yeah, especially if it costs. And all you know, globally, it made 222 million. So it made profit a profit. So glad they didn't make a sequel. I think Will Smith kind of went, oh, should take a break from this. Yeah, for two years, and then make Men in Black Two, which is <laughs> almost as bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So that, right.
1: that's my the second all worst right. TV all to right.
0: movie adaptation. All right, let, let's let's jump to
1: a good one then, Joel. For the best, yep.
2: Okay, then I'm going to go with uh, one of the best TV-to-movie adaptations is The Fugitive. I knew you'd say this. Because it's fantastic. I mean, people are surprised to find out that it was actually a TV series. And yet it was this iconic, classic TV series in the 60s. And they, I mean, it spanned multiple seasons of him, of, you know, Dr. Richard Kimball trying to find the man with one arm and... Him going on these various adventures
0: and, and getting into trouble and being chased by the Detective Gerard. And Can you tell me this? I mean, this is all... I've never seen the show. Mm-hmm. Did he... Was it the same plot in the TV show? The, very
2: basically. Like, what the movie did, essentially, was condense all these seasons down to the core episodes. So there was a one-armed man. There was a one-armed man. That he... Okay. Yeah. There is a one-armed man that he had to chase. And the thing about it is, the movie... Like I said, it was so well done that you don't even realize there was a series. And then when you realize there's a series, you realize, wow, they adapted this very well. And the movie, even though it was made in the early 90s, still holds up. If you watch it, it's one of those... No, you know, Shawshanker kind of movies, when it's on, you're like, oh, yeah,
1: I love this movie. Yeah, it does. I watched it not too long ago.
0: Yeah. And it's a Harrison Ford movie where it looks like he actually cares about the role. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> anything in the past it? Yeah. 15 years like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, which
0: is why when it goes to U.S. Marshals, it just goes to pot because U.S. Marshals was terrible. And that's the thing. I, Tommy Lee Jones, obviously, around well before this. But this is the movie that made everyone just sit and go, oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Well, I mean, just that one line of, I didn't kill my wife. I don't
2: care. Yeah. It's like, ah, that old man, he's funny. <laughs> and it worked out pretty well. And, I just, sure. I just think they did a great job of turning that into a movie and making it a standalone movie. But also when you realize the where it came from, it's a loving homage. And
0: it's a very well done film. You and I were talking the other week um, and I was asking what some of the best summer blockbusters were. Right. Was this a summer movie? I believe Fugitive was a summer movie. It came out when, like, nineteen ninety
2: four. I want to say.
0: Once again, right we hand. need a fact checker. Nineteen ninety three. Okay, we were close. Hmm. And that—that that was a big time for, uh, for August. Ford. August nineteen ninety three. So this is a this is a summer blockbuster. And he did great in the nineties. He had Patriot Games right after that. Clear and Present Danger. You know, Regarding Henry, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you,
2: I mean, if you look at the highest grossing films in nineteen ninety three, it's like Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Fugitive, Schindler's List, The Firm. Like these are. These are good movies. It's a good year. Yeah. It is a good year.
0: That's strange how much it's changed from. Indecent Proposal, Cliffhanger, Sleeps in Seattle, Philadelphia, The, the Pelican Brief. But that, that's good. That's interesting that thrillers were so prominent at that time. Well, and, that, and thrillers really don't do well now, or if they're even made. But it is interesting to look
2: at the number one movie that year, Jurassic Park, adaptation of a novel. Yeah. The Fugitive, adaptation of a series. Uh, the Firm, novel. You no, know, The Pelican Brief, novel. Like, yeah. Nowadays they're doing all these reboots. And they're not as thrilling, to be honest. Yeah. These are, these were original enough movies that they weren't part of a series. And, well, with the exception of uh, Jurassic Park. And I guess there was the sequel to The Fugitive. There's really not a lot of sequels in here. These are all
0: standalones. That was which, a pretty good year for original stuff. And John Grisham was loving it. Yeah. That <laughs> was the year of John Grisham. <laughs> Raking it in. <laughs> all right. That's mine. Yeah, the Fugitive. Okay. Let's go back to you. Let's do a... All right. So one of the best is 21 Jump Street. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, have you watched an episode of 21 Jump Street? So when you were watching Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. this is probably explains a lot about us. Mm-hmm. I was watching Richard, Gr- Richard Grico and Johnny Depp go undercover in 21 Jump Street. All right. Sing the, sing the theme song. Hold on. Hold on. Want me to start you off? Yeah.
2: You better be ready to, be ready to
0: jump down on Jump Street. All right. So See, you, have, jump. you have a history with the show. Damn. <laughs> See, I was going to sing, whatever happened to a possibilities? <laughs> That's not <whatever>. right. <laughs> That's wrong. Well done. See, I I don't know. It was it was a really dark show back in the day. I remember there was,
1: there was an entire show about like a heroin overdose. Wait, tough because you were a kid at the time? or Yeah, I mean, it was not crazy. meant for kids. It no, was the no, early a teen days show. of Fox.
2: Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question yeah. again, and I want an honest answer. Okay. How many Richard Grieger posters did you have on your wall? <laughs>
1: All of
0: them. (laughs) None. (laughs) (laughs) Just making sure. Although he was my favorite character. Really? Richard Grieco? Yeah. Even over Johnny Depp. That's bizarre. And he was like a late addition to the show. Okay. But, uh. So, okay. So, 21 Jump Street Street was a TV show. And it's an early Fox show. So, we know the quality is not high. Okay. And I remember when they announced it. And I said, oh, okay. Lack of originality in Hollywood. Way to go. And they said, this is Jonah Hill's passion project. (laughs) Wow, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be even worse." Yeah, okay. No Basically, the guy who is known for super bad, and then everything else bad that followed. I mean, I love super bad, but he's done a lot of crappy movies. And then, wait, the movie, are you talking about Jonah Hill, you're talking Jonah about McLovin. Jonah Hill, okay, yeah. The McLovin, he's still in movies. He was in a movie, I'm pretty sure. After that, <laughs> was he? Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Um, so Jonah Hill then signs on Channing Tatum. And this is, I've been watching this movie happen for like a year before. Because you like to read a lot of spoilers. I do, I do. And I'm like, Channing Tatum, I hate that guy. And I hate him even more now. But back then I'm like, they got a guy that can't act. You just mumbles. him and yet he's in one of your best adaptations? Yes. And that's what happened. so the movie starts and I am laughing the entire time. You so hate comedies. No, I know. But this is what I consider... Now, follow me here. I'm following. In action comedy. So comedy it is Okay, is so it's found, not a straightforward comedy. It's an action comedy. Even though, the, I mean, it Just is barely. Well, not, and that's there's in-your-face and jokes. That's, that's what I was going to say.
2: Is you don't like straightforward comedies, but if it's
0: any sort of hybrid, you yes. prefer that. For example, there's a car chase in this movie where there's all these things happening. And, I mean, occasions where a car should explode mm-hmm. or roll over. And the car never explodes. And you're watching it for, like, five minutes going, oh, that's kind of funny. And then at the very end, like, I forget what happens. Like, a for rubber no chicken, like, drops on, like, a car and it explodes. <laughs> and it's almost like a last action hero type humor. Which I really enjoy, last action hero. Yeah. It, it just, it worked. Okay. Um, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, um, who've really made names for themselves at this point. Mm-hmm. Then they went on to do the Lego movie from crass rated R. 21 Jump Street. To family-friendly. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, at this point, they're just showing their range. And I thought this was a great debut for them. And even though I didn't love 22 Jump Street as much, mm-hmm. still made me laugh a lot. You want know, to know why I think 21 Jump Street worked? Hmm.
2: And this is a spoiler alert, everybody. Okay. Spoiler alert for 21 Jump Street. I think the cameo by Johnny Depp. And the other guy whose name I can't remember, uh, he's, the, he's the younger you, brother of yeah. someone. Yeah, I can't remember, tall, tall guy. Yeah, but the fact that they pop in, they're like, oh, you're Jump Street? We're Jump Street. And then they get killed. <laughs> Johnny Depp gets mercilessly killed. Like, way to go, Johnny Depp. Like, that was a great cameo. And it was. And I, I heard that he only did the cameo if they agreed to kill him off, which I think was hilarious. <laughs> and it worked. Like, I laughed
0: so hard at that part because I'm like, hey, they're – whoa. Did not see that coming. There's nothing about the movie that should work. I mean, Ice Cube is their the, the, the <laughs> chief. Even,
2: you can't even finish that sentence. Ice Cube
0: is their chief, and it's Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill, which I don't care for either, but Channing Tatum worked in comedy. So you say that it worked because of the writing? It worked because of the writing. It My low expectations going in and then the writing throughout. Okay. and
1: I, So I go into movies with lowered expectations, folks. You'll never be disappointed. A little bit. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. All right. Well, should we jump back to a bad one, Joel?
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll go with, uh, this is my number one, apparently, because I saved this one for this one. I think that the worst adaptation of a TV show into a movie is Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'll tell you why. Because hmm. I, I'm actually mad about this. Like, this I'm trying to choice. control myself. because This is kind of perfect for you. I did not watch Avatar The Last Airbender while it was on the air. Someone introduced, it, or introduced, introduced me to it later. I watched the whole series on DVD, and I was amazed by how entertaining and fun it was. Like, it was this very cool mythology. Can
0: you describe the series a little
2: bit? Yeah, the, the series, it's it's a Nickelodeon uh, cartoon. It's based on anime, and I'm not a huge anime fan, but it kind of looks like it's anime. It's American anime, It's American anime, but it's about these four tribes, Earth, Water, Wind, Fire, who, you know, they live on this planet together, and then they have benders, which are kind of like Jedi Uh, In the sense that only a few people can do it. In England, benders mean something else. Yeah, it's something completely (laughs) different. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) But uh, these benders in each tribe can, like, the water benders can manipulate water. Like, they can move water mm-hmm. or the like, firebenders can shoot fire so it's the fifth element with only four elements it's the fifth element with less chris tucker so oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> but the and then the whole point is the fire nation takes over oh well the, okay there's the avatar who can control all four elements and he keeps the world in peace but then he disappears and the fire nation takes over everything hmm. so from a mythology standpoint it's this whole new world it's it's new ideas it's it's innovative and it's creative and i really enjoyed it But it was funny. Like, there are moments where I genuinely still laugh every time I watch it. And I have watched this series multiple times. Yeah. And then M. Night Shyamalan, which I can already hear the pitch meeting, he walks up and sees his kids watching the show. And he's like, that is a very amazing mythology. You know what I want to do? I'm going to take that movie and suck all the fun and humor out of it. Because that's what he did. He he made it so serious that it was almost unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. And they picked the worst actors possible. Yeah. I mean it was like George Lucas hiring bad. It's terrible. It was. All of the all the kid actors are they're terrible actors. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if you're listening, but you were terrible oh, in that movie. Jackson Rathbone. Oh, <laughs> I don't feel bad for him. But uh, <laughs> but then I mean it just and they altered the story too. I mean it's the movie
0: is just the first season. Of, of Avatar last and they Avenger. make that very clear in the movie, right? They say like Volume One or Part One, yeah. In, uh, in book the, one, is that what they call in it the in the, the movie? Show. Yeah, it's book one. Okay, yeah. Which is uh, book one is air? No, water, water. And we've seen so many book or movie adaptations that have failed because they are they pitch so much. They want they want you to anticipate so much for the sequel. Mm-hmm. That typically a sequel never happens.
2: And this would have made a good trilogy had it not been completely botched. And he would change things for no real reason. Like, in the TV show, the character's name is Ang, the main character. Yes. And for some reason, they call him Ong, the whole movie. <laughs> they call him Ong in the movie? They call him Ong in the movie. And I remember thinking... Well, well, they're tr- maybe trying to be a little bit more racially appropriate. Except for the fact they cast all white <laughs> actors. Exactly. <yeah. laughs> so it just it really made me mad. And I, I feel bad for anyone who watched the movie. In fact, I'd like to make this plea. If any of you watched The Last Airbender movie, which they couldn't call it Avatar The Last Airbender because people thought it would be confused with James Cameron's Avatar. Yes. But they called it The Last Airbender. And if you watched that movie and you hated it, please know this series is so much better. Like to me... The the series is a five star series. It's a I can watch that multiple times and mm-hmm. never get sick of it. The movie is like a one star movie. Uh six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. It's terrible. So that's mine. I think Avatar The Last Airbender is a horrible, horrible waste of celluloid. <laughs>
0: All right, good call. Tell us how you really feel. jeez. <laughs> yeah, M Night Shyamalan. I just let you go you with this. that one, by the way. You, you just this. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone on longer. We, I know we talked about this last show or not. Um, M Night Shyamalan's worst movie. It's because what he did. Probably what he did to this one. Original okay. ones it would be probably Lady, Lady in
2: the Water, but this one is the I mean, worst. Still, one. The Happening is worse than Lady in the Water. At it least just is. At least there was an emotional reaction in a part of two for The Happening. For me, there's a part of two like when a, I went a gross oh, reaction. Well, there yeah, there's yeah. that, but it was more of like horror. And, All right, but yeah, so it's terrible. By the way, I'd like to mention, speaking of last show, that I did make good with my uh, my debt to Kent. Oh yes, you did. I paid him in the did three. Really? I, yeah, I paid him three chicken soft tacos yeah, for winning the quiz. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Uh, Hilton always pays his debts. That's funny. <laughs>
0: really?
1: Is that what you're quitting
0: yourself with? Yes. <laughs> the Lannisters? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Am I the Starks here, or at least hopefully I, not I the hope Great Joyce? Oh, oh, don't be a Great Joy, kids. <laughs> All right, Kent, you go. Uh, the worst TV to movie adaptation came out in the year 2010 and is called The Last Airbender. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did it too. It just, it's, it's the absolute but worst. Wait, did you watch the series? So I, no, I didn't. Uh, I knew the series existed. My brother had told me for a long time, Hey, I'm watching this with my kids. It's great. You should watch it. And I said, No, because, well, a once great filmmaker is making a movie. And I'll just watch the movie because I don't love anime. And so I decided to wait and I thought, all right, you know, the happening really sucked. Lady in the Water really sucked. Shyamalan has kind of lost it, but he can't ruin a surefire blockbuster. Oh, though he can. He's He's talented.
1: He was a terrible director for that right from the beginning. No, but like, how could you ruin this? Because
0: with the show, you could even condense that first book or slash first season and make it into a really tight story. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyone could have, anyone could have, but M. Night or Shyamalan or directed it, and he ruined it. You're right. There was no joy. The acting was so bad. The special effects were terrible. Yeah, they and it really was. I just sat there going, "If this is anything like the show, like this, the show's got to be pretty bad." And, and granted, not. I've seen like Dragon Ball and the Dragon Ball movie, and gone. <laughs> I forgot about the Dragon anime Ball movie. Anime conversions don't really work, and I thought maybe that's why this movie sucks. Mm. Just the constant exposition. Of a history I don't care about. But but here's... Okay. okay. So Kent, my plea was to you. So, no, and this actually happens in the story. Right. Because two years later, I met you. Right. And uh, it was a beautiful day. It was a sunny, <laughs> sunny Friday. Um, and you said... We were talking about worst movies ever. Of course, Airbender came up. Right. And you said, um, I'd like that not to ruin your experience. Right. And I would like you to watch the show. Yeah. And you did For about a year I resisted Actually I just didn't care Right And then I watched book one Okay And at first I was like Okay this is silly All right. And then by the time I got to the end I'm like oh this is great Okay This is great And now I'm even more angry At M. Night Shyamalan As you should be And in I haven't actually continued With the rest of the books In the first series No I own all of them But I need to I know you own them I need to watch them um, I, getting, I,
2: is, I understand. I understand that you is, haven't watched. Is the this is call to action coming up a little bit. I understand that you haven't watched the second and third books. Is this true? Uh, <laughs> it, it is true. I understand how you're feeling, Kent will you watch books two and three can if we, i bring them to you on dvd can we pray about it yes we can <laughs> after it's over i want you to
0: pray about it to know if the series is awesome <laughs> No, well done that that's more effective thank actually you. thank you it was on well the, done. The, the right side of the guide
1: <laughs> just um, try and say no
0: you know and that's the thing i i, will I bring those monday really i will bring the DVDs I, monday I, I don't know what happened i think i watched them um, i think you let me borrow them or i watch them on amazon and just something happened no they were on netflix for a a long time That's it. and then they got taken off netflix yeah and so
2: now i actually because of that because I, wa- I, I wanted to show this series to my kids and i did but they were young and they forgot about it so mm-hmm. i wanted to show it to them
0: again and it was off of netflix so, so i bought them are you happy that you know let's just say m night Shyamalan's second airbender movie would have been better would you have liked to see the series progress live action or are you glad it just stopped it i, I it needed to die it needed to die <laughs> <laughs> it, It was a mercy
2: kill not doing another sequel because that would have been terrible. Yeah. Because based on what he did in the first one, if they were going to continue with those same actors Mm -hmm. in the same format, they would have killed season two and then killed season three. Yeah. It would have been terrible. They probably would have broken up season three into two movies, though, part one and part two. That's what people do these days. It's not a trilogy
0: anymore. It's a quadrilogy. But it is strange because that movie really kind of proved that M. Night Shyamalan could not do a summer movie. Yep. He was more – he's more of an autumn movie release sort of guy. Now they hide his name (laughs) in anything they do. No, They do. do. Like after Earth. Yeah. Uh, no one even knew it was a Shaman movie. Whom? <laughs> Will Smith against and James what? Smith. Aliens. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and that worked out well for him. Yeah.
2: Okay, so there we go. Kent and I agree. The worst adaptation from TV to movie is Avatar. And, and
0: you know what it did? It kind of ruined Dev Patel. <laughs> you know, he, two years <laughs> earlier, he came off of this great role in Slumdog Millionaire. He did. And everyone's like, Who is this guy who is yeah. dating Frida Pinto, which is he's the luckiest guy ever. <laughs> I just had to add that in. Um and then he does this movie and oh man. Yeah. He I don't think he's really recovered
2: from no. this. I don't think anyone no one in that movie has gone on to bigger and better things. So what, not Noah Ringer? <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh. Nothing. Not not Jason Rathbone either. Jackson Rathbone. Yeah, he know. was in the Twilight you're asking, series. You're asking me to remember his name,
0: and I'm not going to. You <laughs> played Jasper in the Twilight. He's the one that stared all the time. Oh, God. Those movies. And he looked like that shrunken head guy in Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joel. Let's, get to, uh, let's hear a pitch. I want to hear a pitch. Speaking of TV shows that I love,
2: uh, I'm going to say that my... <laughs> I'll go with number two first. Yeah. My number two pitch is for community. I know I talked about them on the best TV shows. I'm not surprised. I just watched the, the season six finale, and it needs a movie. And not just because the mantra is six seasons in a movie. I really wanted it to happen, though, because I think that even though the series ended, like, it ended. They really don't have to do a season seven. It, it really had some closure in that final episode. But I already have an idea of how they can get everyone back together. Hmm. There's going to be minor spoilers here because it does discuss some things about characters on the show. So, uh, Abed... Is going to be in in L.A. He's going to be making a movie. He's going to try to get movie ideas and finally realize that he needs to do a movie about... He wants to do a movie about his uh, community college experience. Okay. It gets greenlit, so then he has to go around and find all the other people in what they're doing and bring them back to this set that looks like their conference room. Mm-hmm. And they ha- he has to... It's of the Muppets, essentially. It's like them going right. around and gathering all these people and bringing them together in <laughs> into this movie together. And I think it could really work because it's... The Muppets is very meta, and I think community also fits in that genre of meta, and I think it would need to happen very meta, where they're aware of what they're doing and they're talking about it as if it were a movie. And also, well, Donald Glover would have to come back. No, everyone would have to come back. This is a
1: good setup, honestly.
2: I think it's a good pitch, and I think Mm -hmm. they should do it that way because they've already kind of established in the show they can't keep hanging out in that conference room together because it really doesn't make sense when some are teachers and some are deans and some are students who are moving on. It really doesn't work. And so they need a new setting, and I think that could be the setting. At least one more, they can get them From what I hear, it ended. It did. Yes. It was definite closure. Like, that could have been the series finale. Well, they've had a couple could have been the series finale. Yeah, because they're always like, are we getting canceled? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? But this was kind of a, all right, we're going our separate ways, and we're all okay with that.
0: Uh, two nights ago, I started re-watching the entire series just to lead up to the sixth season, because it's been a solid year since I've seen any of it. Wow. And uh, it's pretty fun. Like even it. the it's first serious. season, I'm like, I'm getting into it. I did some too. I picked game. up
1: in season five a few days you ago, did. and I was like, oh, I forgot how funny this is. Yeah,
0: and honestly, it's it's, it's Troy and Abed. So, okay. So, community. That community. makes sense, and it would kind of complete the mythology. And if it happens, I want everyone to give me credit for that pitch <laughs> I just did. <laughs> All right, Kent, how about yours? All right, so I didn't really uh, prepare two pitches, but I wrote a honorable mention, and I know this is going to be a controversial choice. Honorable mentions, I forgot about that. Is Doctor Who. Okay, I know you're going to pitch a
2: Doctor Who movie. Yes, is are we in 1990 right now, or <laughs> it was actually? I'd rather
1: see the movie honestly. It was actually
0: 1995. No,
2: can I ask you? Six? But I need to ask you, and yes. you're probably going to talk about this in your pitch. But is this going to be a? I mean, you really couldn't do a condensing of all the Doctor Who storyline in one movie. No, so this would just be a movie episode.
0: It has to be so a continuation. Is this yes. also?
1: Is this a British movie? It is or a or British is movie. No, I want Will Smith as no, the Doctor. No, I
0: mean Will Smith as the Doctor. Will Smith. (laughs) No, honestly, two years ago when Doctor Who, maybe two, three years ago, Doctor Who was picking up a lot of steam over here and Mm. it's still continued. And everyone said Johnny Depp or Robert Downey Jr. is the doctor. No. Because they're the big actors, right? But no. But no. No. But please, please, no. No. And it's got to be someone that's willing to continue... At least a few episodes into the next series on TV. But also I like the fact that the Doctor... I I like the fact that the Doctor
2: has never been like this big household name previous to being the Doctor. Sure, they've done work before. But the Doctor really is what put all these actors on the map. And maybe the only thing they ever do with their lives. So they need to cast an unknown. Or at least a lesser known um, but I think they
0: just use whatever doctor they have. Unless it's Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the doctor. There are a few people I know that listening to this are like, oh, please, please. <laughs> Which I I wouldn't like that. I, he's Sherlock. He is Sherlock. And yeah. he would just be the same character. He would be. Unless they decided to make him a little more, I don't know. Con-like. He could do it. No. He's, he's too good at Maybe more not penguin-like. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those penguins. But what I think, you know, you could go with a big actor. I think, let's just say they use Peter Capaldi. Okay. And they use it and have that be his swan song as the actual movie. Because he's old and he's going to die?
2: Is that what you're no, saying? No,
0: but I'm saying he's bound to leave the show in the next two seasons anyways.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he sticks around like, you know one of the other like the fourth doctor.
0: Yeah, but what I really think should happen is they kind of could do a there's some weird Did You just wib- say do <laughs> There's some goodoo. There's some weird wibbly wobbly timey wimey way that it reverts back to David Tennant's storyline. You want David Tennant back as the doctor? Not only do I want, we need David Tennant back as the doctor. So this would be a retro movie. Imagine David Tennant in a big budget big screen movie. Like imagine that trailer and how much people would freak out if they see their favorite doctor. And sorry to those who don't, you know, who love number four, number 11. There are a few of you. Um, <laughs> but David Tennant with his spiky hair. He's got his airwalks on in a big movie be, where, the, where the aliens look great. He'd be okay. Well, he'd, no, be good. He, we, we'd well he'd be he'd be pretty good. Well, he'd be really good. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Took you a while. That's kind of how you felt about Doctor Who while watching it, right? I was right? doing my David Tennant impersonation. Oh, okay. Well. What? <laughs> I loved when he would
2: do that. It's like it's like a bubble. Well, more like a you know, just
0: kind of go off like that. yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but I think he would be fantastic. And if you put him in a, let's just say, 110 minute movie, okay, big budget, but also British. It's got to be a British director. And but I, don't we already have these? I think either with like the Day of the Doctor do. and like those, ex- you know, they are they are big screen experiences. Right, they, they premiered at the theater and people went, in yeah, they did. big number, yeah. But those are also, you watch them and you're like, yeah, but I could watch this on TV and it would be the same quality. So how would the movie be different? How would your movie be You know, be basically built for Blu-ray. I mean, everything would just be so visually incredible. I think they would probably have to go into... Are you James Cameron
1: right now? No, yes. Is Christopher Nolan directing? <laughs> my, I think Michael Bay. Michael Bay directing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Michael <laughs> no. Michael Bay
0: directing Johnny Depp as the Doctor. We either have David Yates, who did the last three Harry Potter He'd movies. a good choice. Or... Matthew Vaughn. So you're completely discounting Mark also Wahlberg as the doctor. <laughs> hey, travel time. <laughs> wanna come with? Luke, <laughs> <laughs> your mother? Oh, man. <laughs> but I just, you know, I don't know what the story would be. You know, maybe he goes home finally. That's
1: kind of a spoiler. I think he's kind of old. Do you think he's too old? To David do like... Tennant? Yeah, to come back yeah, He just... may not want to do it. I mean, he's come back. The guy's back. ageless. He's but, not ageless. I see him. I just watched him that last commercial. Not commercial no, in Broad Church. For David Tennant
0: uh, is he's very thin. No, he's supposed he's to look wavy, But Broad he's Church. supposed to look that yes, way. Yes, but
1: the trailer where he's with, you know, um, can't think of it. Rosamund name. Pike. Yes, Rosamund Pike. I mean, oh yeah, like he stood out to me. I was like, oh man, he's not but looking good.
0: I think in the movie they kind of build it up to the end, and David have, Tennant always looks good. You they sure. do. They do this, I know exactly, right? But I think <laughs> I they change doctors, and there's a cameo at the end of the movie for a female doctor, and that's how they—that's how they do it in the movie and debut it at the end of the movie who's the female doctor then angelina jolie it's got to be someone (laughs) not (laughs) angelina jolie please from johnny depp to angelina Melissa mccarthy it's melissa mccarthy stop it (laughs) the doctor adam sandler directs melissa mccarthy as the doctor and that's what i'm worried about like no one wants anyone to touch this bbc series because they'll make it hollywood it has to be british it has to be british so and i think honestly matthew vaughn david yates have the perfect balance of reaching out to american audiences Mm -hmm. being fun but still being British. What about a Christopher Nolan Doctor Who? Oh, man. It would be so dark and deep. It would go into the consequences of the wibbly wobbly. No, yeah. it should. I think that would be fun. I would like to see that change. It, it, it kind of needs to be because you, I know, can't know, s- you can't see the Daleks again. You can't no. see. I mean, there are a Nolan's lot of great British, isn't he? He is. is. Wow. Danny Boyle could do it. He could. I mean, no, visually, he, has, he could do He has do that it. surreal kind of... Yeah, the visual stuff
2: would totally work with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're getting off yeah, on tangent. I, I, we could do a whole show on this, this now. This is a serious tangent. Like, but I think Doctor Who, even though n- people are probably screaming saying, no, please never make that into a movie. You're going to ruin it. The show is already kind of a shadow of what it used to be. Sorry. Um, and I think Stephen Moffat needs to just walk away and have a new creative guy in there. And I think a movie... Could re-debut this for everyone, especially now that we're like the tenth year anniversary. of But do you think people would
2: see it who haven't series. seen
0: the Doctor, who haven't seen any Doctor Who? Uh, there would have to be a healthy amount of exposition, much like Serenity went at okay. the beginning. Yeah, there would have to be—I don't know—a really concise exposition, right?
2: Although yeah. they, they did it quite well because that was all in a classroom yeah. setting. Anyway, that was yeah. just, I thought it was very well done. Yes, me too. By oh, the man. way, I thought I should mention the fact that I didn't—we didn't get to honorable mentions for worse, but I did want to put it out there that I think Bewitched. <laughs> Yeah, was an honorable mention because it was this classic TV series, and then they turned it into this sloppy, horrible um, comedy, like a meta. Yeah, sort it, was, of it wasn't remake. Well done. No, and then also the monkeys. <laughs> Wait, the monkeys TV series? They made that movie called Head. Head, Head is the weirdest movie, and we rented it. I'm not going to call it the worst because it was purposely weird. No, no, people people have called it the death knell of the monkeys' career. Like, really, honestly, after that, they did not peak in the Billboard charts anymore. It was like the, the highest they got was 45th after that. And they think it was because this movie alienated audiences because the, the kids were weirded out and the adults were annoyed. And that movie, I think they say, killed the monkeys. I think grid. they were trying to be a Monty Python crew, and it just didn't work at all. Maybe, except for Monty Python, at least they, when they were when they were creative, they were funny. This wasn't trying to be funny. This was like an acid trip. <laughs> it really was. I, uh, my brothers and I love the Monkeys TV series. We love mm-hmm. the monkey music. We rented the movie we all hated it, and we never went back. <laughs> Let's hear, Joel, your my number one. You have to be fast this time. My yeah. other number one? Well, Kent already mentioned it. It's going to be Firefly Serenity. <laughs> Is it? It's Firefly oh, that's Serenity. that's super surprising. I thought it would be Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World. <laughs> I mean, you did mention Wayne's World. I did World mention well, well, but after looking at these ones, it's an honorable mention. Uh, in fact, let me jump through my honorable mentions real quick. Okay. Uh, Mission Impossible, Police Squad, a Turning to Naked Gun, Wayne's World, Maverick, The Muppet Show, and I,
0: I had to give some lo- love to Star Trek, too. Oh, uh, Star- which Star Trek? Not Star Trek Two. Which okay. one of the Star Treks? Because I agree The original with that. series Star Trek. No, no, no. But it, it, does that mean The Wrath of Khan? Yes. That's like that. The- I would disagree. I actually prefer First Contact better. So Next Generation. Oh.
2: Yeah. But I was just going to say, I really couldn't go through this list. I felt bad not mentioning Star Trek because it did make such, so many I actually movies. think it's a quintessential it success from yeah. TV to movies. Yeah. And it they're able be. to jump back and Could forth be. without any problems. Yes. Um, whereas other shows, they feel like the movies, the capstone like this one. Did you mention time. X-Files? I didn't because I don't think the movies are as strong as the series. I think fight the future is pretty good.
0: It's okay. And I love calling it fight the future. I don't know if that's a tagline <laughs>
2: or if the actual title it's of the a movie title, but, but uh, I think it's a good movie. It is. It, it's a good movie, but I didn't think it was one of the best because okay. I prefer the series to any, I feel, I prefer almost any series episode to the movies, by the way,
0: uh, in the news today, speaking of spoilers, no, uh, don't, what, the, do you new, spoiler? the new revival series is going to continue on, uh, continue off of home. One episode will be based off of Home. No. Yes. Oh, man. Because they know that's everyone's favorite. It's not everyone's favorite. It's the one that everyone talks about because it is so disturbing. (laughs) Yeah,
2: so they're going to continue one episode based on that. So jumping back to Firefly Serenity, um, I think the series was great. As you all know, there's no question there. But I think it was cut short, and it didn't give us closure. I mean, it gives us Jubal Early floating in space going, well, here I am. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) But then this canceled TV series, which this was before the days of Kickstarter, children. And it, this canceled TV series was able to get so much fan love that it was able to be made into a movie, which wrapped up a bunch of loose ends, if not all the loose ends, and gave this beautiful story a capstone. And kill everyone? Well, that too. Just kill the lovable one. Yeah, lovable well, yeah. ones.
0: Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but that's the thing is, my dad said my dad has said that the fire he says Firefly is a good series, but Serenity makes it a great series, and I totally agree. I completely agree. I think it's a fantastic series, and I, I actually don't want any more. Firefly Serenity, because spoiler alert, I don't want to see a washless
0: Firefly. And Nathan Fillion is a little bit. I don't know if he could play Captain Mal, <laughs> and people may be mad at that. But it's he's aged. He's aged. It's funny that people still know Nathan Fillion for the thirteen episodes he did in one show back yep. in two thousand three. Over the seven seasons of Castle, I'm betting you money. It's like I'm betting you money. It's like eight
2: to one. People call him Captain Mal rather than <laughs> than Castle. Yeah. And I think that I, I have some of the comics of Firefly 22. I think they're great. They yeah. feel like extra episodes. But I really see no need for a continuation. I think that was a yeah. great ending to a series. And that's what it should be but if they turn to TV series. What if
0: it happened? Let's just say Joss Whedon I'd is like, it. I'm free of Marvel. And everyone is down. Let's do it. And Kickstarter uh, do was new, to, new, like $20 million in one day. Except for the fact they've said no. No, but Joss no. has already said no. Nathan Fillion's already said no. Would you
2: be excited? or Would you be worried? I'd be worried. Yeah, you would, frankly, yeah. I'd be like, no. I, I just feel like we've gotten to this habit now of trying to capture the magic of the past, okay. and never succeeding. Arrested Development. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Was that something in your throat? It sounded like you <laughs> said <Majuro. laughs> it's,
0: this Disappointment yes, in my throat. Yeah, I will say the fourth season of Arrested Development made me like the original series less. But I totally agree with you. I think uh, Firefly is a good series with incredible amount of potential and then the movie even though it's low budget helps it get there and I actually saw Serenity before I saw Firefly. You did, okay. My friend was like, "You got to watch this
2: series." I'm like, "I don't want to commit to a whole series. Like, just watch this two hour movie." I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. And I watched it, and then I said, "I must know more." Mm-hmm. And I watched the entire series, and then watched Serenity. And you
0: named like all seven of your kids after characters. <laughs> yes,
2: in <Firefly>. all seven <laughs> of my kids. It's like Wash and Zoe and Kaylee and and uh, Mal and Leaf you know, on
0: the Wind and Inara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Inara. Oh, that's well. A the, um, risky my, my, choice. I'll tell you what, though, my little boy Reaver is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he would be, and don't trust Jane. No, you no, know? no, never, never. <laughs> anyway, that's, right, my that's a good one. choice. Thank you. Okay. So my number one is mission impossible.
2: Dun, 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 dun.
0: All of them. Uh, no, but basically, well, cause you just number two. Here, here's the thing. You, When you say <laughs> mission impossible, you kind of always just erase two from your memory. Well, you, I mean, you can erase John Woo just like that. I, I can, <laughs> I can do a little backflip with the white doves flying, you yeah. know, It's not a good movie. But the first one uh, just came out, you know, around 95, I believe. 97, I think, isn't it? No. Oh, it's it's 96. Oh. Um, In the middle? Yeah. And it made $500 million globally. And it was, it kind of came out of nowhere for me. I watched the show here and there, kind of like back in the days when I was watching Mm A-Team. And I just thought, oh, it's okay. It's a pretty loose adaptation of the TV TV series. Because uh, who's the guy? Phelps or whatever. The old guy is in charge of the TV show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's Ethan Hunt. He's the star. And Tom Cruise is the guy. No, it, In fact, they kill all the regulars mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Which, that was shocking. Yeah. To have this team, and
2: I'm like, okay, oh, hey, here's our team. What? Emilio Estevez got an elevator to the face? <laughs> is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. Elevator to the face. It's, he's going up in the elevator. Yeah. And the
0: spikes come down. And yeah, that was gruesome. It was it gruesome. Was. But uh, and maybe it's because back when I saw this, I was about 14, and I wasn't spoiled on movies. I wasn't as cynical as I am now. And when the twist happened mm. in the movie, or twists, I'm going... Oh, I'm totally into this. Yeah. Now it's kind of you can see a telegraph from a mile away. Yeah. But I was I loved it and just what it did for action movies at the time. Not that you didn't even need a big budget, but just him lowering down to the floor. You yep. know the whole drop a drop the sweat, which I still don't get exactly the mechanics of
2: how he was that close to the ground and was able to get his hand under his face. But you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> don't, <laughs> touch to my, don't touch my lips. To don't, sleep. Sleep. don't touch my lips. <laughs> <laughs> But I agree. I think Mission Impossible it made my honorable mentions because I thought that it was it's very well done because it is it it uh, references the original series, Mm -hmm. it continues on with a new story, so it doesn't feel like you're just trying to you know relive and reboot. Yes, and it has made a name for itself. Like if you ask people now what they think of when they think of Mission Impossible, they think of Tom Cruise. Yeah, Yeah.
1: well, it's a big franchise now,
0: and it's strange. You think two would have killed it (laughs) almost? It was just pulling a face off every time you can get a chance. Yeah, that that well, that really did kill it for later on because you never know if someone's wearing a mask and it's like oh, yeah it actually killed it for about six years and then when jj abrams came out with three in 2006 um everyone was like oh i forgot about this series yeah and i like it again and then four came out of nowhere as well because they actually have every movie they've wanted to cancel the series and they said "Ah, oh, tom cruise is here you know why why because it's too impossible
1: <laughs> it's too impossible You can't make
0: this it's too impossible but here we are i mean five comes out soon with the six announced And this series is still going. At what point does Tom Cruise jump ship, though? 65. No, actually, they wanted to fire him right after three and have Brad Pitt take over. Brad Pitt? Yes. He's the
2: same age as Tom Cruise. I know,
0: but they thought he was more bankable. No, they need
2: Channing Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) It's a matter of time.
0: (laughs) If Phil Lord and Chris Miller are directing the movie, okay. (laughs) That would be a very different Mission Impossible. Yeah, but I think that's the best. I mean, there is Star Trek up there. There's... All the SNL skits and everything, yeah. which yeah. are generally bad. I think Mission Impossible has done the best. Okay. That's so. fair. Did
1: you watch mm-hmm. the last trailer? The latest it one? was awesome. Yeah. It was stuff. awesome. It I was like awesome. that one. And he looks old. My goodness. He does look a yeah. little older. That guy is crazy. And he needs to. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, you look good. At what but point does Jeremy Renner cool. just take over? Uh, Jeremy Renner looks better, actually. Did you notice that? I don't know. I like. I I think. Uh, I, think Jake, I think Jake has a
2: crush on Jeremy Renner
1: a little bit since the last <laughs> Avengers. Well, I, I remember, like, I saw him on Avengers. and I was like, man, he just kind of looks beat up to me. Like in yeah. Avengers, like he didn't look so good. Like well, he's kind of got a Quasimodo face a little bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. That's harsh. That's exactly well, what I'm saying. Doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Dan, so,
0: oh, him and Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if he if he continue with the series, I think that would be okay. It, it's not quite the role he's done. In the movie so far, yeah, but I, I'd be totally fine with that. But just the stunts they're pulling off now, and I even thought the story in four was super weak, but the stunts it matter, made it, so, it so watchable. Fun watch, it's
2: fun. Yeah. It's yes. fun, and people watch it for the gadgets. They watch it for the near misses. They watch it for the cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't really watch it for story because if you do start looking at the story, it's kind of like, wait, if this person's double crossing this person, then why is this person acting like this? And did that person just double cross themselves? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it comes down <laughs> yeah. to. All
1: right, final um, pitches.
2: Yes. So my final pitch, it's not going to be a surprise to anyone who knows me, is I'm going to say we need a Pushing Daisies movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, I almost went
2: here because I knew, but I knew you would. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you haven't seen Pushing Daisies, the Brian Fuller TV series, it was on for two seasons. It was killed by the writer's strike. But the story is essentially there's this pie maker who has the ability to raise the dead. But he can only raise them for one minute. Otherwise, something else dies. hmm And anything he raises, he can't ever touch again. And otherwise, they'll die forever. Mm-hmm. So he raises his uh, long-lost love from the dead in the first se- in the first episode and then he can't touch her again. So it's this amazing relationship Great
0: catch 22.
2: It is. Cuz yes. they love each other but they cannot physically touch each other at all otherwise she will die again. Mm-hmm. And I think we, need, we the movie the, the series got cut off because of the writers strike and I hate the writers strike for it. I hate the writers strike that Ugly Betty lived on while pushing Daisy's got killed. Oh, field. gross. Seriously. What's wrong with America? But uh, pushing Daisies we need to have closure. We didn't get it. At the the final episode I, this would be my favorite series probably of all time because it's an amazingly beautiful, amazingly creative series. It is series. so much
0: fun, so charming.
2: It is. And then at the ending you get kind of this very quick wrap up of what everyone's doing but you don't get the closure that you need. And Brian Fuller has been saying for a long time that he's going to do a movie or or a play or a comic book, but we haven't gotten anything. And I think he needs to take a page out of Rob Thomas's book, uh, not not Matchbox 20, <laughs> just like The Ocean. <laughs> Veronica Mars, mm-hmm. and he needs to do Kickstarter because I would pay money. I've never backed a Kickstarter project before, but this, this would be up, the one.
0: I would back it. it uh, Lee Pace is a steadily working actor. Yeah, and I think he was the pie maker. Yeah, he's the pie maker. I think, and he's not a superstar. I think he he could lead a movie like this. I think he could,
2: and I think we just need something. Just something. We need a Serenity-type capstone to end the series. And I already have a theory on how it should end. Okay. Can you, but can you tell us? I can. In the sense that we've never seen anyone that, that uh, Ned has raised from the dead die again from natural causes. Meaning hmm. he touches someone, they stay alive, and then the only time we've seen them die again is if he touches them. So my thought is what happens when someone who is raised by Ned ends up getting killed, whether by, you know, gunshot or hit by a car again or something like that. And so I think that resets the clock So say, for example, Digby the dog Mm -hmm. gets hit by a car again and dies, and then he's able to touch him and raise him, but it raises him only to mortality because he died
0: while being raised. It seems like a deus ex machina, honestly. It does, but we need something. You need something for the love story. Because there's no wear off period. Then he has to find that out at the end of the movie.
2: Yeah, and that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a situation where it happens with Digby. He doesn't realize it happened with Digby. And then something happens to Chuck, and in his morning, when he touches her, she's able to. Be it
0: raised. would be kind of great if I am just gonna pitch, help you pitch the end here. Please do. Where there is a tough situation, Jake's falling asleep on us. <laughs> there is a tough situation, and I forget the uh, the the woman in the, in the Chuck. Chuck. Yes, that's her name. That's why I forgot a her girl name. Named Chuck. Chuck. She gets shot or something, but he catches her. Yeah, as she's dying, and when he touches her, maybe she she's dead. You know, from the gunshot. But she, that's, she comes back to life that's because he brings her like to that. mortality.
2: And that's a theory. Like, I have no basis for this other than we've never really seen it happen. And I think that's what we need. So, Brian Fuller, if
0: you're listening, please
2: make this happen. I need closure.
0: Yeah, Kickstarter. Do it, please. All Kickstarter, right, Dexter. What? De- Dexter, Dexter or Dexter's Laboratory? Dexter. Dexter needs to come back. Uh, Dexter went eight seasons and ended in the worst way possible. I think it's in the top ten. Do you worst. Really think
1: coming back is going to solve that? Yes,
0: and I'll tell you how. Because Dexter's a lumberjack and he's okay. He yeah, that's all night and he works all day. That's what we're talking about. Like, that's how it ended. Like, Jake, Spoiler have you seen alert. the
1: show? Uh, bits and pieces.
0: Important people... <laughs> he said bits and pieces, bits and pieces when talking because... about Dexter. Slice it up. Important people die who should not have died. Uh, Dexter is alive at the end. So he, he becomes a lumberjack. Would this be a continuation or would this be a re-ending? This would be a re-ending. Whoa. This would take place right after season four. Okay. And so they are... Completely just not... Kind of like Jurassic World. Okay. two and Jurassic Park 2 and 3 didn't exist. That was all an acid trip from the mind of Dr. Malcolm. So Dexter, for seasons 5 through 8, did not exist at all. Okay, so you're back to the triad killer. Yes, a trinity
2: killer. Trinity killer, that's what it is.
0: Yeah, so it... Triad is Arrow. <laughs> yeah, so that just finishes. And so, you know, there's Rita in that situation. Um, but basically... He loses the Dark Passenger, like that situation where there's a death really close to, close to him makes him lose this Dark Passenger, which means he loses the urge to kill. Meanwhile, there's a new serial killer who has a personal tie to Dexter in some way, probably a cannibal, okay. let's say. So kind of let's, Hannibal? Ca- let's capitalize on the whole Hannibal craze right now and have Dex these two great serial killing minds go Hannibal against each versus other. Dexter. But then in the movie, because obviously his Dark Passenger, his ur- urge to kill it needs to come back. It, we no longer see the ghost of his father. We see the ghost of his brother, Brian. And Joe, you follow me here. I'm following. And so it's it's truly a dark passenger. There's no longer a moral code with this guy. And the show tried to do this in the last couple of seasons. It got messy. I think if they made it this really concise storyline, great. But what needs to happen? Would fans accept it though? Would they? Would they no they fans would accept eight it. with erased. Open arms. Nobody likes five through eight. And you know there are good moments in six and. Maybe. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can say. Hmm. Those last four seasons are awful, and the first four seasons are some of the best on television. Now,
2: has that, has that been done before? No. That, that a TV se- I, I'm just wondering, like, just out of curiosity, if a TV show has ever made a movie in the middle
0: of a series and disregarded the ending. Uh, let's make would, it a first.
2: That would be That would be new.
0: But, you know, Michael C. Hall is such a dynamic actor, and seeing him on the big screen, directed by David Fincher. Ooh, you know so we have the good like nihilistic you know monologues and everything it would just work and it would end with deb finding dexter kind of like she did in season six in the middle of cutting somebody up bits and pieces and she would have to decide am i going to kill this guy turn him in or let him go so do you have a better ending in mind she would have to kill him deb kills dexter And that's your ending. That's the ending.
1: That's the sister, right? Yes. Yeah, I saw a finale in like season five, four, Mm -hmm. something like that. It's probably six. Where they're driving, she's driving, and she's just found out that he's the killer, and so she drives into like the lake or something.
0: Oh, that's seven.
1: And I was like, oh, that should be the ending right there. She finds out, she kills them both. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like, oh, it went on?
0: No, it's crazy because there's never a consequence for Dexter's actions. There's an entire season dedicated to, oh, no, you're almost getting caught, which is a fun season. But then everyone, all these great cops have no idea that he's just right under their noses. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating and actually unbelievable. So there needs, be, there needs to be a season where he's either on the run, which that could continue off season eight. Yeah. Or that they get smart and they find way to trap turning, him. We're turning it into get smart? Is that what I heard? No, we are not turning it into <laughs> get smart. But I think Dexter Steve would be
2: Dexter. a great movie. So that's our TV pitches and our best TV series and our worst TV series, turned Into Movies. Yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. We are available on iTunes, and you can also catch me at at 786Joel on Twitter.
1: I'm at kenny 3 D, And Jacob A. Rogers on Twitter. So check us out. Go to Baconsale.com. Leave some comments. Go on iTunes. Leave us a review.
2: Please do. And thank you for listening to
1: Sale. That old man, he's funny. You better be ready to
0: be ready to jump. Can we pray about it? I understand how you're feeling. It needed to die. Can you look like that shrunken head guy in Beetlejuice? But no. But
2: no. So you're completely discounting Mark Wahlberg as the doctor. Because he's Canadian. It has to be British. And we never went back. Are you saying we're improper, poo My little boy Reaver is a menace. <laughs> Whatever.
0: <laughs> don't, touch to my, don't touch my lips. To don't touch my lips. <laughs> <laughs>